Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. It is really, really great to have you all. Uh, we are here with, joined with Mrs. Yana Johnson. Hey, Yana, director hey. of the BFM, and also little Ruben, Ruben Johnson, little baby. It's good to have you, man. All right, so today we're going to be talking about something that's juicy. Uh, we're trying to help you guys create a framework through which you can make decisions about your matching, about your blessing, right? Because when it comes down to it, there is probably not many decisions you make in life that are as intimidating and scary and hard to make than do I start my matching process now? Do I put a profile on a website? Who do, I, who do I get matched to? What do I look for in a candidate? Should I get matched to this person or this person? When do we go to the blessing? Should I go to the blessing? Do I even believe in this stuff? You know, it's like there are many, many decisions that uh, that you guys are trying to make. And Yana and I have made a lot of those decisions. So hopefully we can pass on some wisdom and lessons that we have learned over the years through our weathered eyes and experiences. Uh, so the framework that we're going to be using for you all and, and presenting to you all is something that Yana and I both have recently, very recently stumbled upon, which is called Be Do Have, right? Be Do Have which is very interesting because Yana was just uh, telling me like what she's been passionate about and, and thinking about consideration. And she just recently heard somebody talking about this idea of B2Have, right? And as she was talking, I pulled up my phone of the, the history in my Spotify podcast account. And I told her that I literally just this morning listened to an episode called Be Do Have. And so we're like, all right, sounds like we should probably talk about this, right? So we're going to yeah, be breaking down. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a new concept for us, uh, but but it's the, the things that we have taken away from it. I think can be very valuable through for a decision decision making calculus to make important decisions, especially hard decisions, right? So let's get started. Maybe you can break down for us, Yana, what this concept of be do have is in the most like, yeah, what it's what important. you understand to be, yeah. Yeah. So I've I've heard this concept a few years ago and I have example how I used it as like a working mom. But um but yeah, this weekend when I heard it, it just opened up like other ideas to it. So just the basic concept and then we'll go from there. Uh so be do have it's like the order in which you make decisions, calculate like what to do or it's not not even about do, right? Do is one of them. But often we focus on the do and have. So we say like, you know, whatever the thing you want in your life, I want this job, I wanna be matched and blessed. I want whatever that thing you wanna have. A lot of times we feel like the reason we have that or don't have that or people we look at have that or don't have that is because of the things they did. And it's like, yes, there are things you do that lead to that. But even more fundamentally behind that, the kind of invisible thing that we don't see is how people felt about themselves, who they are, their mindset, their being, that's what impacted what they did to get to what they have. So the reason it's important and what we're gonna, yeah, how we think this is helpful for you today is that like, if you, you wanna change something, like you don't have something and you want to have that, right? You can't just like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or you look at a person and just, I'm going to do this and this, follow their formula. You've got to go at first and do deeper work, mindset work, reflecting on a lot of the things that maybe you make decisions from fear or feeling like you're not good enough or those kind of things. That actually impacts the way that you do things. So you've got to change um a lot about how you feel and see yourself 
in order to do things in a way that's going to get you toward what you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. Is there okay. anything you want to add there? Yeah, it's just a pretty systematic understand? process. I think uh, it's helpful for me to hear kind of what you gain from this because I don't know how to explain this this process. I just know how it makes me feel. And right. I know what I gained from this idea myself personally, which I'll share in a bit. But can you break down for us what each of these ones aspects are? Like what is B, what is what is yeah. the second one? Do, <laughs> what is have? Yeah. So B B is like your identity. That's the way you can think of it. And B and I am. And the thing that was so deep that I heard this weekend was he was saying that, you know, our identities are connected to God pretty much, right? Like we like child, he didn't say child of God, but that's how I thought of it. And he said that we we think a lot about ourselves. This is the real work, the B, the B. It's like how you feel about yourself, how you identify as a person and who you are. And when we don't think about ourselves in connection to God, we naturally limit ourselves. So he gave this example of actually a wedding ring. Why are wedding rings circular? Why is it round? It's because the beginning and the end connect in a circle, right? God is alpha and omega, beginning and end. And you as a person, right, you only have the present moment, like being in the present. That's why it's about be who you are. We we kind of get caught up and live in like past and future, or like that's where a lot of fear and things come. But the only thing you have control of is the present. And he also said the present is the same thing when you think about eternity, right? Like we always talk about spirit world. It's important to think about eternity because also eternity, there's no past and future. It's just the present moment. So it's like, anyway, I'm, I'm trying to quote him, but he connected so deeply this I am to God. So even when you say a sentence, like he's like the most powerful sentence you can say is I am and fill in after that because in the Bible, he was using the example of Moses when God was asking Moses to go to the Pharaoh uh, to, you know, get the Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And he asked, like, what, who should I say sent me? And then God said, I am, I am. And so he's like, okay, if God is I am and you are, whatever you say after that sentence should match the qualities of God, right? Like you are, I am something. I am happy person i am an amazing future wife you know i am whatever but so many times we say i am and we say bad things about ourselves and that like literally takes our power away and this feeling of like who we are and our identity we're not matching our identity with god mm -hmm. so i'm going very complex into the b but the idea is like as a being who you are and in the present moment like don't limit yourself, your identity. And because naturally, if we're limited, then it affects the way we do things, which is the yeah. next one. Like your doing is about activity. So being is about identity. Doing is about activity. And then having is about, he used the word assets. This was a business thing. Mm -hmm. But having is about what you actually have, what you actually own, property, you know, your thing, your create, whatever you created or your future partner, your family, right? That's what you actually have. So, but people think that like, oh, because I wasn't doing enough, because I wasn't doing the right things, that's why I don't have what I have. But it's not, it's the step deeper of like knowing your identity and intentionally acting based on that 
that's yeah. what helps you know like i'm i am gonna be blessed one day if you know that fully like i'm you know my identity i'm gonna be blessed in a future way then when you do things you're not gonna do things and feel like oh i can't do that right it's more like okay how can i figure this out this like ingenuity in how you do things because i'm gonna get there i know i'm gonna get there so it's just like okay this didn't work this didn't work so how do i do this differently instead of just like i'm not able to do those things because i'm not the kind of person that those other people are right like so yeah i love it i love that we're bringing the world of business into matching it's like like, like (laughs) our, our world's like colliding which is so cool um this is really powerful because I, I, my, my experience with talking almost daily with people that are addicted and have severe addictions is that labeling, labeling yourself is one of the most powerful tools that you can have to, to hijack life and to fast track growth. Because I have seen over and over again, the people that label themselves as I am an addict, which is why I fundamentally disagree with the approach of like AA. God bless people. I have nothing against people that have gained a lot from AA or sexual sexaholic anonymous, but the idea of waking up every morning and saying, hi, my name is Benji and I am an addict is that your who you are dictates your behavior, which dis- dictates what you have, which right, I think, right. which is why this, this par- paradigm and this perspective is important because most people will focus on having as their primary leading uh, force. And it is what drives them. So if you focus on, let's say, for example, I want to have a nice car or a big house. Just an example, or or something not external, superficial. Maybe it's something like I want to uh, have an incredible blessing. If you focus on the having, without focusing on the being, which is actually the leading indicator, because the people that are things are the ones that tend to do the right activities that lead to the asset, that lead to the end goal, right? So it's like the the people that have decided that I am this person will make the decisions required to get there. And I feel like that's a fundamentally like brilliant life hack to have that I have personally used in my own life. And I'll share like a few examples is that when I have to make hard, hard decisions in life, I have developed a few habits. One of them is to ask people that are ahead of me in life, right? Like people that have done the thing that I'm trying to do, not just like anybody that has gray hair or anybody, you know, under the sun, but it's like a specific person that's usually twice my age has more experience and weathered eyes to certain situations that I'm going through. And I asked them like, what, what would you do? And it's really powerful because then you can kind of transport yourself into the future and ask a version of yourself that has more experience in the thing that I'm trying to do and ask them, what would you do? And which is really gives, gives a lot of power. This is like what I'm getting from this concept. It's a very, like, it gives a lot of power to the concept of like, what would your father do? What would your mother do? What would Jesus do? Right. Or what would this person that I look up to and respect do in this situation? And that's why I feel like it's it's like it's a very powerful labeling tool. It's like if I say I am a person that is, for example, uh, I'm a person that is is patient and loving. And I'm choosing to be that then the, the decisions that you'll make from that perspective are very different from the perspective of like, oh, this is what I want and just focus on that. But the, but it's like the leading domino, the big domino in this in the actual success people have is focusing on being the person that has the traits and the characteristics that do the things right totally and it's like and i think we have to give examples like i've got example you give example because this is so key because it's like 
and you hear this, you hear people who get what they want in the end. Like, let's say it's the big house or the car or the family, but because they're not, like, if they haven't done the work on themselves, you're not going to feel happy in that. <laughs> Makes sense? Like, I don't want to use the word happy, but like, whatever the the feelings and the qualities, because it's being that person. Like, I think a lot of times people, let's just use the big house with the family example, right? And people imagine, oh, it's going to be so great and life in the big house. But if you have like struggles in your family, in your rented apartment right now, like getting a big house, a lot of, if you focus on the have, like you've been saying, right? Like you just think that that's going to solve the problems. But like when it comes to relationships and those things, right? It's working on yourself. Yeah, who you are that that's going to, and then if you, if you are really happy with who you are and the, the icing on the cake is the big house later, because it's just, your family's already has, you know, that relationship. So I think it's so empowering because there's always something you can do now, right? Like the have, it's great to have things to strive for, but you don't have it now. Okay. But working on yourself, trying to be like that, what would Jesus do? What would your father, what would your mother do? Those are things you can do now whatever your situation is and to me that's like so empowering and I feel so much like God's love there like you can do it you know like that's why I think it's so important to tap into that mindset you know it's like I think the having one like you said when people use that as their starting point you it just like creates that awareness of the things you don't have you know like it's this fine line it's very hard to yeah I feel like it creates more stress in trying to do something than Mm. if you go back to the being and putting like what's in your corner right you know Mm. and you need that all of life in like right like we're always growing like a good example is fitness right because I I like exercise and walking a lot and cycling that kind of thing and I realized that I I always fail at stuff when I hate what I'm doing. So mm. I've, I've learned to like, like I see people jogging sometimes and I'm just like, oh my God, that looks so miserable. It's just like sweating and like panting. I'm like, <laughs> I just like, God bless people that like running, but I just, I can't do it. Um, so so for me, it's like, I've realized that the, the people that really have success with long-term success, fitness-wise and, and uh, just physical health, they, they are people that enjoy it. Like yeah. they are people they're just somebody that has learns to enjoy it and people that just don't enjoy it don't progress because they just don't have the the like enjoyment part of it so i've learned to like personally like hijack this process of fitness because i don't see it as like a, a chore but instead it's like what what do i enjoy it's like yeah. i enjoy walking i enjoy going to the gym i enjoy cycling so i'm just going to do that stuff and and that's like been tremendously liberating because it's not at all like difficult at all it's actually like super, super fun, enjoyable because yeah. I just have chosen to be a person that enjoys doing that kind of thing, right? So it's like an example that can be kind of used in, in many different uh, scenarios and situations. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's a great example. And a lot of people can relate to it. And I feel like this time of year too, people are thinking about fitness with like New Year's, <laughs> New Year, new goals, right? Yeah, I think this is timely with this time of year too. Uh But even though I know the podcast, you might be listening any time of year. Um, For me, when I first heard about this be, do, have concept, I applied it a lot to like working as a mom. Like I had started working part-time BFD in Europe at that time. I was starting up my own business and there was like so much to do. And I was like, I am not going to create a 
Like I want to be a businesswoman, so be who puts her family first. Mm. And it's like, and I've got to figure out how to be that now, because even though like starting up a business, there's so much intensity in those years, but it's so also like, you've got to create habits that are healthy for your family in the beginning when it's like really hard. Otherwise, if you just keep saying like, no, once I get this, 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 once this and this level in the business or this and this, then I can put family, right? Doesn't work that way. And so for me, the B do have, and this helped me so much later and BFM director, everything, because it's like, I was already practicing these habits of like being present with my kids. And um, I, one book, uh, I think it's called high performance habits. He, he talks about, oh my gosh, I'm not able to quote it. But anyway, I use some of those techniques there of like how to really be present. Cause that was for me, being was all about like being present when I'm with my kids, be really present when I'm in my business, be really present. And then the transitions. Oh yeah. That's what I used in that book. Like how to transition out of it intentionally, like, okay, now I'm going into, and I have to like use these few hours for working on this, really be present intentional. And then a few hours with my family, really be present intentional. And it totally shifted and helped me be that kind of like working mom that can, you know, um, and I'm not saying like, oh, I figured it out. It's perfect and easy. Like there's still a lot of stress and challenges that come or unexpected things. But I think it's like, I, I go back to that. No, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a businesswoman, I'm someone, but I put my family first and I can do both. Like it's reminding me of that, you know? You're, you're a, you're a, you're a mom with a business, not a businesswoman with a family. With a family. Yeah, exactly. Family woman with a business, not a businesswoman with a family. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, like, I think you're a prime example of the reason you are here as the BFM director is not because it's because of who you are. That makes sense. Right. Like 100%. It's, because, it's because of the traits you've already had. And it's and many times like I have been fooled in thinking like, oh, when I am in this, like if I was the BFM director, then I would do the bit X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah. or when I'm president of the United States, I would do X, Y, Z. It's like the people that are there are there because of who they are. Right. because of the traits they already had it's like elon musk <laughs> not that <laughs> yeah. it's like he is who he is he's where he is because of who he is and it's yeah. not like after he started tesla spacex whatever then he was like you know what i'm gonna start working 80 hours a week it's like no that's how he was and that's why those things have succeeded anyways not to get into into that but yeah yeah no it's a good example and honestly benji like that that's what makes it so fulfilling this has been dream like dream job and i felt it because i feel like who I am is what's needed in the role, you know? And that's why it's like, oh, <laughs> like it really is that. Like, otherwise, if you, no, because I, I remember, I, I, again, other podcasts and I listen to, especially women, women in different roles and careers who get questioned a lot and things like, if they feel that they're, oh, they just got here by chance or whatever, you know, like it's not who they are, that's what's needed in the role you know, I'm missing this and this, or I don't know X, Y, and Z, right? Like, even if you are in that title, but you still don't feel it, like, so many successful people talk about that, they reached their goal, but it didn't feel like how they felt. Because again, it's about this being. And, and for me, this like, feeling like, wow, this is what I'm meant to be, because I, all these random things or traits or qualities actually are needed. And 
that's like the best feeling ever <laughs> to describe it but it's because of working on who I am myself and yeah and that's what I want for people to experience especially in their family and their blessing you know like, it's who you are which is you exactly are. that's why. what God really wants us to know like who you are you unique you and your unique couple what you'll create together as a couple and your family right like and just to feel like wow it's incredible you know that's why I will never be able to be the BFM director because I'm not <laughs> that person. <laughs> why? Why'd you say? I am not the person that has patience or all the all the reasons why you're you're doing great. <laughs> um, so let's go into making hard decisions. I want to share like okay. a few of the difficult decisions we've made in our lives and kind of the the decision making process we went through. Um, I will. I was just thinking about this recently and i think the hardest decision i ever made was deciding to go the matching and then who to get matched with those are the hardest like first big decisions i had to make like as an adult and then later on i'll just share, share a few later on was deciding to work for bfm to move from japan to to uh, new york city to work for headquarters uh, when i had like a whole career set up in in tokyo right and that was a pretty difficult decision because my wife was pregnant at the time with her first firstborn. And then um, later on, deciding to leave New York and move back to North Carolina, where where I grew up and where my family is, that was one of the hardest decisions I ever made. And I had to go through a lot of uh, calculations to figure out like if this is the right move and all this stuff because we gave up a lot, right, of community and, and all this stuff. So something that's been helpful for me is always thinking about what would what would the future version of me that has everything, all the stuff I want do? Because I always have believed that I can have it all. And I don't believe that there has to be trade-offs to the extent of like, oh, I can only be uh, a student or I can only work or I can only do X, Y, Z, but you can actually do all the things. You can have a family, you can raise uh, wonderful kids and have a great relationship and blessing and have a career and work and all this stuff because I believe God designed us like that because we've been doing that for all of history, right? Putting food on the table and raising family. So why is it I can't do that? And asking myself, what would the version of me that has everything I want in life, everything, like the beautiful family relationships, the marriage, the blessing, the career, everything I want, the impact that I want to make and the health, maybe think of like a 80, 90 year old version of myself, what would that person do? And I started even asking that person, that version of me, a few times I even sent emails, like the, in the hardest times of my life, I sent emails to myself. Uh, in the future. That's so cool. <laughs> you guys can do this if you want. It was what really cool is I actually replied to myself because I I think I, I have that. I think I have a pretty good sense of what my old self is like. He's kind of like, you know, like oh, Benji, you know, nobody don't be stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> like that's not important. Like, like, do I get matched now? It's like my old version is like, you know, like what's important, man? Like what's important to you? Do you have your act together? Yeah. Okay. Well then go for it. Like you have nothing to lose. You're young, figure it out. Uh, or should I, you know, take a leap of faith and, or make a risky decision and move to North Carolina where I want to spend time with my parents and family. My old version of me is like, like, what's important to you, man? Like, what do you, what do you like? Don't be stupid. Like, it doesn't so, matter. You can know? I ask a question? So you yeah. responded to yourself, like yeah. you would write it to your future self and then you would respond as your older version. Yes, as a crusty old man. In the moment. Okay. Yeah, moment. yeah. 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 Or like maybe. The or like, yeah. Or just email myself to my present self, right? And yeah. usually it's like, honestly, usually the 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 deep like 
deep-seated feeling I have is like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Like, there's no bad decision. When, when decisions are really hard, it's usually because it's a 50-50 toss-up, right? That's why it's hard because there's no right reason because it's pretty 50-50. So usually it's like, you just decide and whatever decision you make, you will, you will kind of uh, rationalize it as the right decision. In the end, it will be the right decision. So just decide, take responsibility for it. And so that that's what helped me through my matching process when, you know, we're going through the matching process when your parents matching, right? It's like, do I say yes to this match or not? Pretty hard decision to make, right? Uh, and uh, my decision was like, there's no wrong, there's no, no wrong answer. As long as I'm taking responsibility for it and ownership and I'm not blaming anybody for my life or my blessing, there's no wrong answer. So I was willing to do that and I was willing to go through that process. And it's incredibly liberating to know that there is no right or wrong answer, right? As long as, caveat here, as long as we are like pure pure in intention and pure of heart and wanting to do what's best and wanting to do what the most loving thing to do is. As long as that's like the, the lens through which we look at the situation, I don't think there's a wrong decision. I don't think there's a right decision either. I think it's just making a decision, right? Yeah, I think the right and wrong, I would try to stay away from that. Because the same thing for me, that was the huge, yeah. um, people probably heard the story all the time, but like decision about going to the blessing. At that time, it was like preparing for your parents' blessing. And it was hearing this line that like, God doesn't care about right or wrong. God needs someone to take responsibility. And I was like, I can do that. Like, <laughs> even if you make a mistake later, it was like, I can own up to my mistakes. I can say sorry and try to figure it out. You know, I really genuinely can do that. I don't know what's the right thing or the wrong thing. Like that kept, it's like this going back to the being, like what's your, in your power, in your court versus, you know, and I think right and wrong, like thinking out there, it's, it's, but we're taking responsibility, owning up to your decisions and okay, because of this decision, the consequences, okay, what do I need to do, right? Like, I I think that that's so liberating. And that was what helped me make that difficult decision or to feel mm -hmm. even like ready for yeah. the blessing. That was kind of my my dilemma. <laughs> so the, so the, the, the be, the person that you were is somebody that's willing to take responsibility. Yeah, even though I have to say at that time, responsibility, the word made me like cringe, like in a way, <laughs> like I was like, oh, uh, but I also was like, I know I can take responsibility, but I I worked on, this was while I was on STF at the time, now GPA, I worked on having like reframing and having a better relationship with the word responsibility. Cause like at that time I knew I could take responsibility. I was very, I was a very responsible person, older sister, all those kind of things, but I did it a lot out of duty. And I was trying to learn how to tap into the joy of responsibility, which I really learned as like a captain and taking care of my like younger um, sisters on STF. And like, anyway, that was really important for me, like responsibility. I am a responsible person, but I didn't want to be a responsible person who was like dreading it and dying <laughs> in the side or something. But like, just like you said about the fitness, you know, I'm responsible with joy and to me, like, yeah, this, this whole, like all the things you can create. Um, I have this quote on my wall, like, yeah. don't wait for opportunity, create it. Like, to me, that's like a joyful way to approach responsibility. And like, and like, God's got your back, right? Like God, co-creating life with God. That's what responsibility is about. And it's so joyful. Like, 
I mean, this whole frame, like you can have and do literally anything you want to do. I really genuinely feel that because I am co-creating my life with God. Like that's who I am being. So I don't know. <laughs> this is me always the visionary side. I don't, I see the future. I see it. I really do. <laughs> like having all those things that I want. I don't have like a timestamp or time frame on it, but I see it. I feel, I know what it feels like. And I trust the process. I trust that like who I am and the things I'm working on now, who our family is, that is where feeling that is like the most, like, that's what I want to feel in all the other future things that will happen in the future too, you know, but I know this feeling of like genuinely just being happy about who we are. I think a lot of this like identity, how do we feel about ourselves and our identity? So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I was a responsible person, but it had such a heaviness to it. So I wanted to, even though that was part of my identity, I wanted it to have a lightness and a joy to it. And that's really been a game changer in my life. And I think like, that's how God wants us to feel about responsibility. Cause I, I don't know, we grow up hearing that word so much. <laughs> I was just, I was just looking up the, ed the etymology of the word responsibility and it's, it's the ability to respond. Yeah. Nice. It's, how, it's yeah. how you, how you respond to something. Yeah. That's because nice. That's respond, a nice way to think. You can it. respond to, you know, like, oh, my, my matching partner, my wife, or husband is, is selfish and I don't like them anymore. You could respond to it with blame, or you can respond to it. It's like, this is my, this is my person. This is my man, my woman. And that's my responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. You can respond to it and be curious. There are other podcasts. <laughs> be curious, be caring, creative. Yeah, communicate. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can choose how do you respond. I want to go into the, the do a little bit, because there's a, just a concept. We're going to wrap up soon. But the concept of uh, that I really like change my world uh, that's that's an understatement but it's like I, I learned about a concept called leading leading indicators and lagging indicators <clears throat> and so a leading indicator and a, so a sim simple example because fitness is something people relate to and it's easy example to to digest a, a lagging indicator would be how much weight you're losing or gaining like stepping on the scale and the end result is a lagging indicator. And typically people focus on the lagging indicator because it's the metric that they want to have, right? It's like the have of it. But the leading indicator is actually the more important thing to focus the attention on because it's the single thing that's driving the lagging indicator. So for example, a, a leading indicator is like the first big domino in a system where it could be something like, uh, are you doing the things every day that will get you to the result? Like, are you doing the strength training? Are you doing the walking? Are you doing the, the required diet to get to your goal? And those are leading indicators. And, and so the idea of this concept is to find, is to, because most people will start at like the fifth or sixth domino uh, in the system and, and try to focus their attention on doing that thing. Like, how do I just lose weight? How do I just gain weight? How do I just get stronger? How do I just like, whatever your goal in life is, it doesn't have to be fitness related at all. Or like, how do I just get matched? <laughs> Mm -hmm. or, which is probably a better example, honestly. But the leading indicator is like, am I doing the things that if I do it, if I continue to do it, will almost guarantee that I will get there to the end goal eventually. Almost guaranteed, right? Like that's that's indisputable. If you if you do the exercise, if you uh, learn about the, the diet and have the right cal caloric requirements, all this stuff, and if you do it every day and you're consistent with it, eventually you will hit the goal. 
like you will right so for me it's a very very important like pers- like paradigm shift that i've had when i'm trying to reach something or have any success in anything in life, whether it's my family, whether it's my kids, like raising kids, for example, what is the thing that if I do every day and I can consistently do it and do the right activity will guarantee that I will have a great relationship with my kids. Almost guaranteed. Like there's no, there's no guarantee in life, but have a very, very, very high likelihood that I would achieve my goal. Right. So like, for example, matching, getting matched to the right person and having incredible relationship and great give and take. And you're just happy and you guys are growing together and you're in love and you have awesome kids. Like that's the end goal. But what is the leading indicator? What is the thing that you could do every day that would almost guarantee that you would get there eventually if you continue to do that and you focus your attention on that, on that, and you make your success or not success, not based on, did you hit your, your end goal, but rather did I do the things that will get me there? And you see that as success. Right. Because if someone's doing fitness and they see every day, like, yes, I did the things that will get me to my goal, that's success. And if you you see the leading indicator as success, if you've done the thing, then it's incredibly liberating because you can stop focusing on the thing that, and because the reality is like either people get to their goal or they don't get their goal. And either way, if you get to your goal, the next question is like, what's next? Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't get your goal, the conclusion is, wow, that didn't work. I'm going to give up. But if you make your success as like, oh, I did the thing, therefore I'm happy, I'm satisfied, those people succeed long-term. So you can think of it as like, maybe it's a question we can answer for people right now. Like if you're trying to create this awesome, blessed family uh, in the future, what are the leading indicators or things that you can do daily to get you there? What are some examples? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I feel like we give this example, but like doing, doing something daily that's directly related to helping in the matching process. So if it's like, updating your profile refreshing or talking with your matching team or talking with some like there's little things that are directly part of um you know connected to matching in your life because I think that the day-to-day like you said doing something once a day that's what keeps the momentum and a lot of times even something like uh checking your profile it might seem like oh I did that like a week ago like why do I need to do that again but if you put it in that context of like, it's something that I'm doing, oh, I might catch something, or maybe it makes you look at the other profiles, or maybe it gives you an inspiration to like, oh, I should call this person. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't, we think that the, um, we easily side or dismiss doing things because, oh, I already did that, right? But actually the act of doing it like that one thing a day that you're doing and it might for, might be a variety of the week uh but let's just use the checking your profile your own profile updating it or working on it like that act of doing it often will spark an idea and like so many times we sometimes think that like oh you know why didn't i think of this before right but it's because of this momentum that you get this idea and inspiration yeah. um oh, why didn't I, oh, I didn't see this person before, or I didn't think to search for this before, but it's because you're actually on the website looking on your own profile that you get ideas about something else you could check on the website. But if if you just dismiss it right away and you just never go to the website, none of those other domino things happen. So I think that's like the key thing. It's, It's almost like a numbers game. It's just math, right? It's like, I think the first thing is like solving the problem that you're trying to solve. Because some people in the matching process, their problem is, I don't know how to find people or I reach out to people and it doesn't work out. Right. 
So in that case, it's like, how many people are you reaching out to? If you have one profile on one website, and which means a certain amount of people see your profile, or you can see a certain amount of people's profiles. If you had two, if you had two profiles and two websites, it would double the chances of you of you having conversation, right? It would, in theory. Yeah. If you and had, people uh, easily dismiss it because they're like, right. well, it's all the same people. But I'm like, but don't dismiss it with those concepts. It's like do the thing because that's part of your, yeah. you know, this is what we're talking about. Do. Yeah. Or it's or it's like if here's a different example. You're trying to find people to match with. Uh, talk with one talk with them, your matching supporter every day and ask yeah. them to reach out to three people every week or one person every day. And if you have that as like your leading goal, your leading indicator, then then mathematically, your the percentage of people, chances that you have of having a conversation that's good increase. And I think it's it's like helpful to think about in math terms because we tend to think of it in spiritual terms. It's like, oh, it's just because there's no one out there right now. It's not at the right time. But maybe it's just a math thing. <laughs> maybe you just have to have more output so that you can have more input. And that's just how it is. Um, another example is like, if the thing you're, if the problem you're trying to solve is how do I grow and mature? It's like, maybe I have a dependency on uh, porn, video games, social media, alcohol, whatever it is people are going through. It's like, I need to fix this problem. Okay, so what are the things that you can do daily that would help you in that process, right? Well, number one is like, reach out to somebody that has solved the problem for you, like porn addiction, go to high noon, um, anything. Or let's say you are immature or you have an anger problem. Well, maybe the thing that you need to do every day is to talk to somebody about it and find some people in your life where you can share openly about how you're doing and have the self-awareness and learn how to, how to have the practice of self-awareness so that you don't need it. And I've seen over and over and over again, the people that succeed in beating uh, addictions, for example, are people that just are able to every day have the self-reflection and understanding why they're having this tendency to want to escape to something. You know, Journaling. so like it's a great example for mm -hmm. self-reflection, introspect, something you can do daily, right. journal, um, write, write a letter to God. I kind of did that to help me journal because I felt like I was talking to someone and it kept me more accountable than just like writing for myself or like you, you can leave voice memos to people. So like, if you like, if it's hard to like contact, oh, you know, cause I'm just thinking like, maybe this person isn't available, but leaving a voice memo, that's your own reflection, but just to like you know, keep that habit of like talking about it, reflecting on it, that kind of thing. I just wanted to add, because this is like in, in what inspired me in this talk about be, do, have that I was listening to was saying that like the number one indicator for the have, it is this numbers game in math. It's like the intensity with which you do it. Like how much do you focus on that without distraction? Because it's like, it, what you're saying about do you just keep doing it and focusing on what you can do instead of getting distracted by the things that are out of your control um like i think sometimes i, I just want to use the fitness example i guess it relates with that matching too you could but in the fitnessing one like if you do the things you're doing and make that your goal i'm successful because i did the things i wanted to do today to get me toward my fitness goal but like, let's say you you forget to do it one day and instead you scroll all the Instagram people that are fitness and, oh, I wish I was like, comparing yourself to that, right? Like that's a distraction. That's out of your control comparing them. Go back to what's the thing you can do and focus on that and give yourself like a season of really focus. I think that's the key thing for matching. And this is one of the things he was saying about um, life is like, 
we we need these seasons of balance or harmony, I like to call it, but there's also seasons of focus and like really intense focus. And in matching, like this is a season of focus. You really want to get to the matching, get matched and blessed, like really put your focus, intensity and intention on doing those things, um, focus and intention, being the person and then doing the things right. And, and people around you, your matching team, ask for them to help being that season of focus with you. How'd you? Yeah, I think we can leave it there. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us and please check out the MatchNet program if you're interested in taking the step-by-step approach through the matching process and having all the education for you right there. Check it out at matchnet.us. If you like this episode, we would appreciate you share it with the people that you love most, your team, completely free. And that's uh, the only reason we do this is to help you guys. So sharing through word of mouth means the world of us and it just might change the world of uh, somebody that you care about, right? So lots of love. By the way, guys, just want to insert a call to action for you all who are looking for a way to have perspective to make better decisions in life. We have outlined a day-by-day, step-by-step process through the matching process. There's no questions. There's no confusion. It's just do this, do this, do this. Go to matchnet.us if you want to receive the full education about what the matching process is all about, what the blessing is all about. I think it is the best decision that you can take right now in progressing in your matching process. So check it out at matchnet.us. We are just here to help you guys and we hope you enjoy.